1: Professional wrestling, well, we like professional wrestling, too. This is Shake Them Ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins, here, as always, with Chris Novembrino. Taping on a early Friday, for me at least, 1125, I have taken the day off. It is, it's my birthday, Chris. It, well,
0: it's <laughs> Willie Bur- it's Willie Nelson's birthday, too, Hawkins. Yes. And-, and
1: Uma Thurman, and Jerry Seinfeld, and Andre Agassi. I know, so I, I would and put Daniel Day-Lewis. Out G. of, G. of Lewis. those
0: six, Hawkins, I would put you solid three <laughs> I, in the pack. I yeah, 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 not, not- yeah. Willie first, obviously. Uma's kind of a babe. Still kind of got a thing for her. Yeah. And then you.
1: And then you. And then
2: me. And, yeah. and
0: Daniel Day-Lewis underneath. He's a bit of an overacting ham. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. yeah like, you know, I kind of you think are that at to three. be honest
1: with you. But everybody loves Daniel Day-Lewis. But I, just, I watch his movies. I go, oh, he's just chewing scenery right now. Don't get me wrong. When he's understated, he's great. But... When was the last time he played an understated role? I mean, even Lincoln, he's got a chewing scenery in that
0: thing. Drain! Oh, kind of chewing (laughs) scenery in Lincoln. Well, I
1: mean, Uh, in comparison to, say, modern-day De De Niro and Pacino, who are just like, "Ah, I, I,
0: I'm also a minority opinion on Lincoln in that, like, I thought the movie was basically an inadvertent comedy because it was so (laughs) over-the-top and farcical. the wacky
1: adventures of the 16th president of the United States. Well,
0: no, it was more like an absurdist comedy where, like, obviously Lincoln was a great man, but the way he's sort of portrayed in that movie moves him from, like, great American historical figure to, like, proto-God type, like,
1: Christ-like
0: enlightened
1: philosopher. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's a weird birthday because it's it's one before a milestone birthday so it's the reflective birthday and you're just like oh you know I've tried a lot of things and I've failed a lot of things but I'm not doing too bad for myself and so you know I'm at a job that's not stressing me out completely um you know one more year I can be in the wWE's demo so <laughs> that'll be nice last year in the actual demo that uh, advertisers care about, uh, yeah, I I treated myself though. I went to, before the show. I told you I had to go uh, pick up a steak. I I uh, I paid for a wagyu, an A five wagyu ribeye. Nice. I go, and I well I go I you know I've never had such a thing. It's a nice store too. It's 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 called a uh, butcher and booze in Glendale, California. It's fantastic, and their their selection of bourbon <laughs> will make you weep. But it, it's it's one of those things where I go in, and the guy goes. Yeah, I had ordered it online and, and, get, and they text you when it's ready for pickup. And he goes, well, they cut it big, but there's nothing we can do about it now. And I almost started to cry. out with tears of joy. It's like, yes, when you pay for an expensive steak and they cut it way too big. <laughs> this is the age I'm at is where I'm excited over meat. Like birthdays when you are a kid are a lot more exciting because you get toys or electronics or stuff. Now I'm excited about meat, Chris.
0: I mean, I, I'm basically at a point now where nothing makes me more excited than the prospects of getting a Mesa Bookie amplifier. So, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so I, 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 I have these these dreams at night of a one by twelve Mesa Bookie fifty watt <laughs> amplifier sitting in my bedroom.
1: Okay, good. So, so it's like it's like wow, well, when I was getting Civil War books, that was nerdy, but now this. <laughs>
0: I, I am I so gl- I am so glad that I, a, as I move into middle agedom, I acquired hobbies <laughs> that are somewhat cool. So it won't fully set into the general public how uncool I am until I'm 60, and by then I'm scot free.
1: Well, if you're 60 and you're like still doing. Night gigs on Fridays.
0: Uh, I, don't I mean, know, maybe. Well, no. Honestly, at that point, it just depends on what type of clubs you're playing. That's at. true. Like, too, if you're, yeah. No, if you're doing the jazz clubs around here, too, jazz
1: like, clubs would be nice. But no, rock clubs yeah, There's some, like no, I would, the, I, if you're in the two in the morning slot on that from that Friday Saturday. No, God, God help me night. if I'm
0: still playing the double wide here when I'm when I'm like in my late fifties. So that no, knock on the double wide. They've been wonderful to my band and everything. That's like, like
1: the, that's like the equivalent of like Wednesday one thirty in the morning at at the M brav on on melrose out here in la or at the comedy store or something like that you know you, you see these guys in their like late 40s who are still doing the open mic circuit and you're just like oh my god i don't want to be that guy but you know if i go back now i'm that guy so
0: <laughs> no but like yeah you know ideally i i have some sort of a residency at a place like the balcony club or something like that in my 50s where you know i'm like the the session guitar player for the evening get paid all right you know settle in settle in here Goals, Hawkins. Got to have goals. What are your goals?
1: Uh, my goals are to retire and to buy a house outside of the Los Angeles area. That's, that is, those are my two goals right now. Is, is to be able to keep this job and keep it paying, and to hopefully make enough money now to get out of L.A. and buy a decent house. Somewhere. No,
0: like all that sounds awesome. I, I have like one question. Um, cause I'm a little bit younger than you. I'm a yes. millennial. Yes. Um, what is what is a retirement? House? No, no. no what, yeah, what is a house? No. I, I don't because. I, I, yeah, like my, my people that we can't afford to hold, such hold on hold
1: on hold on you're 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 in your 30s you remember 2007 2008 when everything came crashing down it's i tried to, to block i again. tried
0: I tried to black out that experience yeah. uh and it traumatized me all through my 20s but you're right now that you mention it it is starting to come back a yes. little bit yes yes yeah
1: the mid-aughts are back and they're better than ever chris <laughs> even in wrestling in some ways with ring of honor back and all these other things uh not big news this week but interesting news that we'll talk a little bit about. Back. and chris will be the judge of whether or not it's interesting interesting to me
0: i will be the judge <laughs> finally Jeez. chief justice no chief,
1: oh god help us no no, no. I, I, a better
0: country finally no,
1: no. <laughs> finally uh, 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 well never mind i'm not gonna go into my judicial philosophy uh, no, no, no I, i'm sure everyone would love sure to hear a wrestling it no, Hulk, podcast.
0: It's, it's your birthday hawkins we've got five minutes let for this me talk Please, to you about the wonders of originalism and of, federalism yes, let
1: me give you the wonders of constitutional originalism and federalism everybody first we start no we're not gonna do that uh, opening the news this guy loves scalia though people <laughs> More of a Thomas guy than Scalia, but you know, <laughs> uh, <all right>. you're <laughs> the gone. only. I mean, <laughs> let's move on. A fine uh, American. Yeah, you know, look, I, I like the sarcasm of Scalia always. Uh, the only contract Bret Hart has with WWE at the moment is a merchandising deal. According to a report from Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, AEW was under the impression that Hart did not appear for them based on an agreement they believed that he had with WWE. But Hart has said his only deal with WWE is for merchandise. However, Bret Hart said that his only deal with WWE is merchandising deal and ha- has no other deal, Meltzer wrote in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. So that makes, that makes the landscape for this Owen tournament a little bit more interesting, Chris.
0: Absolutely. And I, I think as you saw FTR lean into the callbacks to the Owen and Brett spot, even with the tights and everything. I it, like it makes sense that Brett is the guy to ultimately kind of speak sense into these two dudes and have him have them break away from the pinnacle. Um so I'm I'm actually excited that this means that there's more of a potentiality that Brett Hart gets aligned with FTR because I think that'd be good for all three of them
1: bring up that pinnacle thing when we talk about the cash and dax match a little bit because i think they should have leaned into that a bit as part of the story if they were going to do this match but we'll get into that in the the lazy river section uh going over to japan new japan pro wrestling returns to the PayPay dome the former Fukuoka dome on may 1st for its first show in the building since 2001 the car taking a hit when both will osprey and tatsumi fujinami tested positive for covid this week In addition, quietly, the situation has also affected WWE as WWE talents are specifically told not to mention COVID positives without company authorization, but we are told there have been a few changes in television in recent weeks due to COVID, which changed previously announced matches.
0: And this is all happening in the backdrop, at least here in America, of COVID numbers, uh, despite what media coverage is sort of doing, ticking back upwards. Um, like very quietly here over the last month, we went from being like under 50,000 cases, which is kind of like what I would consider within the sustainable realm, to what now we're back over, like we're getting closer to like 100,000 cases a day again. Um, Kind of quietly, qu- kind of overnight here. Um. Meanwhile, the national conversation sort of uh, is centered around this notion that uh, all of this is over and we can go back to normal. And I think it just sort of speaks to the dissonance between those two fact sets.
1: Yeah, it's going to be also interesting to see, look, if if this continues, and especially with, I I don't know if Japan's still doing the two-week quarantine or not, but the the pay-per-view in June in Chicago, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, I'm wondering what happens if things continue as they are
0: yeah and just as an anecdote from my own life this week right um one of my students uh she had a school play thing really it was really excited for her going into the school play thing this is out in virginia um ah, and, the school plays and right yeah and you know she was getting ready for it i, I was excited for her because this is a great opportunity for her to do some tech theater stuff and kind of get more experience working around the stage and stuff to me being a good musician sort of really understanding the stage as your home right um so she gets ready for this play she actually ended up getting herself a speaking part and getting more involved in it. super excited for her um the play happens here um over this last weekend and by the end of the weekend the entire cast and many members of the audience had the coronavirus like the play ended up turning into a super spreader event so this is still very real very out there and there are a lot of people emotionally and financially invested into saying that this is over but for those of us who are not it is not
1: no but it it is at least more livable now with with the vaccines and stuff like that yeah
0: oh no no and to that point i mean charlotte and her family being vaccinated and everything um she she ended up having you know Mild symptoms, but is still home and yes. you know, still, still if you're symptomatic
1: an stay home, yeah,
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's still it's still an issue. Um, and also, you know, I mean, the tough part is even if you you have it kind of you know you're doing the right things here, there's always this like danger that you might inadvertently infect someone who has made choices to not get vaccinated yeah. and that sort of thing. And then they have a really bad episode. and then that weighs on your conscience whether how much it should or whatever, totally debatable and all that stuff. but it still weighs on your conscience if you're a decent person.
1: Did, did you ever do school musicals like the Christmas or the holiday musical Christmas musical and then other musicals and in, in, uh,
0: I never did the musicals I was school. always do, I, I was always doing the uh, talent shows
1: we were um, always forced to when I was we didn't have to it was like you know you buy those you buy the ready made musicals packets from some educational company. And then you do them. I, I was always in the chorus. Not, never a real part in it. It's like, always the chorus. I just remember one we did for, was about the 1890s for some reason. I'm just like, do parents really want to come and watch their kids sing about the good old 1890s? I, I mean, Jack it was Sullivan and it, John it was L. essential Sullivan.
0: for me, though, like, like doing the stage stuff um really helped me get over when I was a teenager, stage anxiety. Okay. Um, I used to, have, no, and now, like, I get on oh, stage. No, I'm, I
1: still haven't gotten over my stage anxiety, to be honest with you. And I've been no, up for improper decades.
0: It, it so. really required me having some, like, not great moments, like, some meltdowns and stuff in my, like, teenage years or whatever on stage to realize, like, okay, I basically had to, like, suck actively and, in, like, in an embarrassing way to learn how to manage and stuff. And, like, like I now look back on those failure experiences as being invaluable.
1: Yeah, I did a church musical and uh, had a nice falsetto at the time. I hit puberty like the day before <laughs> I did it crack on stage. It was just embarrassing. It was just the worst. I just I thought I'm getting PTSD from all my performances as a kid. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Anyways, let's go to another story before I sure getting psychological here. Uh, oh, no, yeah, I'd
0: hate for that to start happening well, on this episode. Well,
1: doctor, I've always had issues. When I... <laughs> uh, the first sign of the realities of the Discovery merger with uh, Time Warner Media are not good for TBS and TNT, but not unexpected, reading from the Wrestling Observer. TNT and TBS are cutting way back on scripted programming. Discovery CEO David Zaslav has promised he, he will find $3 billion in cost savings across the new company in the post-merger era, according to an article in Variety. The article noted that the Warner Media-run cable channels will no longer develop any new scripted content. On the investor call for Discovery's first quarter business rundown on April 26, CFO, this German name, Gunnar Wiedenfels, said that Warner Media assets profit projection for 2022 is $500 million lower than Discovery expected. And Discovery's better than expected results help offset that for Warner Brothers Discovery. Now, here on the States, not reading anymore, uh, we, we saw what happened because CNN Plus was the victim of, of this as well. Uh, the people who Discovery didn't want CNN Plus to ever launch, they thought it was just a waste of money and a waste of time. Last less than a month, taken down. Um, in terms of wrestling, this is interesting because uh, AEW is not expensive per se in terms of the actual production and things like that. Now, it does have, and it's
0: not like it, it while it is scripted, it's also not scripted in the way that you would think about yes. scripted yes. TV like this, right.
1: Yes. But it's also not, it's also not really a live sport either. So it falls into that kind of thing where it's like, it's not because, because one of the things about sports is it's, it's not it's DVR proof. You want to watch live at the time. AEW still has that in some ways, although not as much as you'd think because a lot of people DVR wrestling. So still to watch it. Um, also sort of interested in, I mean, like we remember there were stories about AEW developing scripted projects to help their brand and things like that. And I'm wondering if this also might've had something to do with Cody Rhodes jumping to WWE because he had go big show, which is, you know, it's not, it's not exactly a scripted thing, but he did have Rose to the top. He was interested in doing more on the production arm of other, he wanted to be a TV mogul as did his wife. Um, and, as did
0: Dusty too. I mean, yes, like, like yeah. All the, uh, they they've always the Rhodes family them. loves
1: loves loves performance. I, again, yeah. as as I say a lot, I share I share an agent with Dustin Rhodes if if he ever goes back into acting. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm wondering though what happens now with any kind of streaming deals or anything like that as they're looking to cut costs. I'm I'm. I'm wondering. I mean, look, it, it's obviously in-house, so it'd be one of those things. But of course, AEW would want to be paid for streaming rights. It would want. It wants to expand its programming to Ring of Honor, as we've been seeing constantly on the AEW television. Uh, and Discovery likes to do things on the cheap. Discovery, loves, Discovery are the masters of the non-union recreation program. So they, you know, they, you know, true crime or whatever those types of things. You see from from my point of view before i joined uh, sag i went out for those things all the time i actually booked a couple and i never plugged them or anything like that because i don't want people watching those things for the most part but, but they they are the masters of very cheap on the fly programming and getting a lot of it in there um how do you think this affects AEW if it does at all
0: i mean i think how this affects aew is that it's gonna be very hard for them to get additional juice from the network. I don't yeah. think it res- results in the network trying to gut them in any sort of aggressive way immediately as part of the three billion or anything like like I'm not but worried they're gonna be about...
1: tighter on the purse strings.
0: right, right. And so like yeah, I, when you know, if aew wanted that big network push, it seems less likely now than it did a couple of years ago when they were getting, I mean, they're getting a pretty great treatment from TNT Network initially.
1: They still uh, are in their in the yeah. new in the new version that's playing during all the NBA playoffs and stuff. Wrestling, even though Rampage is the only show on there, it's it's featured fairly prominently in the ads for TNT.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, this the Shaq synergy was actually great for them. Yes. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It, 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 I, th- that's the thing where. Like where, where could this potentially hurt? I think it's less synergistic moments and interactions with the network, um, which is unfortunate because I, I actually think, I mean, frankly, I think the wrestling tie-in with the basketball world makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways, culturally. Um, and, and, and to have, I think it'd be good for AEW and in a way, actually kind of cool for the NBAers too, to have this tie-in do a wrestling promotion.
1: The Inspiration have left Impact Wrestling saying they need some time off. Uh, it is rumored that they're going to be trying acting for a while. I also think they're probably just going to go to Australia for a while because I don't think either have been back for three or four years. Uh, they dropped their tag match on Impact Rebellion this past weekend. Um, that's uh, that an interesting call, especially for Billy Kay, just because, look, this, is, this, is a ve- this town is very 20-something centric in terms of young women getting into acting it's not that they're not very pretty and very beautiful billy Kay is i think 34 35 so i, I mean i am i wish them the best of luck out here it's a grind i think at least one of them's coming back to wrestling though it's a, i think cassie lee will come back to wrestling eventually i think billy Kay will eventually go back to australia though
0: yeah i i mean because Billie, her husband's
1: there too right
0: and Billy's always been more of a personality than a wrestler yes. um and, and she's a very good personality she's very yes. funny she's uh, very uh, good yeah she, yeah no no she she's got I mean it's kind of a weird skill set but she's got the pretty girl who's actually funny thing down very oh, well.
1: Yeah no I, I heard from um I heard from people in the Florida improv community that uh yeah that she had she has the goods when it comes to doing actual real comedy for, for and and yes being a pretty girl in comedy is tough because you'll get you'll, <laughs> the thing about that. Is no, cause you,
0: people, gra- I mean, it's sort of a double-edged sword, right? People grade you on a, on a sharper curve too, because you're pretty. And so they go like, Oh, you've got that working for you. So you need to be really funny. Now.
1: Sometimes if they're trying to sleep with you, sometimes they'll laugh at whatever you say and tell sure. you. It's funny too. And, I mean- <laughs> and that, I,
0: but that can honestly be a mixed blessing too, because yes, you're not is. getting it useful feedback to make yourself. Very funnier. much is.
1: Yes. Yes. But you know, it's, it's one of those things. I could I could also see Billy Kay getting, you know, booked on sitcoms and booked in commercials. And she has, like you said, commercials she'd be great at. That's that's what I'm thinking. I just it's it's weird because you don't get a lot of Australian actresses in, in American commercials. So maybe maybe the room is back home to do that kind of acting. But, yeah, I, th- I think she has the chops for it. Definitely. I, I you know, she's. She was making chicken salad in, in WWE for a long, long time. So yeah,
0: I'm, yeah, I'm, I, the the headshot thing was great. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was really funny. i and, and she was doing a lot of stuff in WWE, kind of on the underground mic circuit where you just talk on like some random video thing. And whenever she would do one of those, those were always very. Oh funny. yeah, the thing with yeah, Kathy yeah.
1: Kelly when they lost the Rumble, both of them were just yeah. Like, uh, Can you go then, to journalism for that
0: <laughs> uh, yeah no i, I she's great she's, yeah she's no very and, and, funny. And
1: this is on my lazy river but while we're on comedy and chops we got we gotta give some props to kevin owens seth rollins sammy zane are just all fancy seth rollins's character might be great but but the but the uh but the vignette with Kevin Owens in the back where they're discussing how Seth walked out on him and he does that flout, that gasp, like, how dare you? <laughs> type of thing. I, I was howling at that. They, you may not like their characters, but they have such great comedic chops that, that they're, they're hard not to love
0: yeah like owens and zane especially owens
1: yeah like kevin owens always more of a straight man doing funny stuff too that's that's the good thing about yeah
0: he has the quick react no he he does tend to work as the straight man but what he's great at is the exasperated Exasperated reaction man
1: yes yeah he's
0: so good at that
1: yeah which was which was my my strength um in comedy as well was playing playing the guy who reacted big to somebody else's absurdity. Yeah,
0: it's why I don't really like the whole I, his obsession with liars or whatever right now because it moves him more to the wacky man, and he is just way better as the guy where crazy stuff is happening around him, and you live yeah. through Kevin Owens's the, exasperation. The, the, the,
1: Fra- the Frank Grimes situation yes. from, from yeah. The Simpsons. Like, yeah. Why do you all like this guy? He's a moron. Yeah, that that kind of thing. Uh, We might talk a little bit more about that in the Lazy River. Uh, Injury news. Sammy Guevara injured on April 27th in the ladder match where he lost the TNT title to Scorpio Sky. A few minutes into the match, when he climbed to nearly the top of the ladder and came off with an attempt at a 630 body block, and he came down so fast that Sky couldn't break his fall, landed on his neck and his left shoulder, says he's okay, but he hurt his neck and his back. Yeah, I that spot I, just I watched that spot it, a treated, couple of oof. times,
0: it, yeah. <laughs> uh, because yes, Sky was not there to really break that at all. Like, the most, I mean, and, and actually, if you watch it, you might go, Oh, well, the leg catches Sky, but the leg actually catches Sky after Guevara has already hit yeah. his back and yeah. shoulder to the ground. Yeah. So, when like, he's
1: already hit the ground, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so there, yeah, no, there was no actual break from Sky. I mean, it was. It was a really questionable move at that time. I I I just I, I remember watching going, like, why did you choose to do that spot here? Like, I I cause it was a 630 corkscrew, not even a splash, it was a corkscrew like body plancha. So it was gonna end in him sort of heaping on the ground. It was yeah. just gonna be a scenario where Sky brunts it a little bit. And then Guevara kind of duffs it onto the ground, and it's not so bad. But like, I, I just thought it was a very questionable choice in the match. I'm glad that he's not more severely hurt than he is. But I, I remember watching that and going, "Like, well, that was a really stupid move right there." <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest. No, no. I I, <laughs> I thought the Spanish fly onto the ladder was a very questionable move in terms of like safety. Not like okay, back by drop on the ladder. I just think the corkscrewing and then like like laying your back over an uneven plane like that just seems like real, like an unnecessary risk for the vertebrae for a spot that wasn't even like the main spot in the match yeah. or anything.
1: Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more about the latter match uh, in the lazy river. I think I, I, sure. I had a f- few things that, grinded my gears about that match even though even though i overall enjoyed it there's a few things where i'm just like oh we're rushing these types of matches for the last Uh, you you don't like hot
0: potato title
1: changes i you know what i'm gonna defend that in the lazy okay all right i think i will. Uh, then, then we're going to rumble in the lazy river. Okay. That's cool. That's it's cool. Gonna be, I, I, it's
0: going to be the rumble river.
1: Okay. Yes. But well, you know, these well, constitutional arguments between us. Uh, well, Tyson... I, it'd be more even handed. <laughs> you have a chance. <laughs> oh. I, I just... uh, well, I've taken a few law classes. Let me uh, Tyson Fury, uh, heavyweight champ, supposedly retired, but you know, money, 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 uh, not finished fighting though. Been talking, a bit about fighting francis Naganu, ufc heavyweight champ in a uh, somewhat of a hybrid event but also chirping up being on that cardiff wales stadium show and we saw him in saudi arabia for a show he's not bad he really is not bad as long as he's still doing the boxer playing wrestler type thing then talking a little bit about doing a match with old drew mcintyre there in Car- cardiff wales what do you say about that chris
0: I mean, look, uh, I think it'd be good for Drew McIntyre at bare minimum to, you know, be kind of exploring more interactions with Tyson Fury and stuff. Drew seems like a a talent that WWE is slowly forgetting about. And so I I don't think it's a bad idea for Drew to be thinking about diversifying himself a little bit more.
1: I like Tyson Fury a lot. The guy can talk. He seems like he's having a lot of fun, whatever he's doing. When he was
0: yeah, the gypsy king gimmicks a great gimmick.
1: Yeah. When he was doing the, the build with Braun, he looked like he was having the time of his life. I like guys who look like they're enjoying themselves. I disagree with you somewhat on Drew. I think I I think they're trying to figure out when to pull the trigger on him with roman around there and how do they do it without hurting roman in some ways which is a which is a bad spot to be okay maybe maybe i'm am right am i you talking
0: need. you back in here yeah, yeah. yeah i think I'm... I think drew's gonna be on the altar of roman reigns at some point do you
1: because i i, I, I
0: no, i don't think he beats roman i think he loses to him
1: okay so do you ask because because one of cody or drew is probably dead?
0: yeah i got cody i got cody i got really? Cody. okay yeah.
1: I, I had him winning by like a countout where the title switches, and it's kind of like. But I had I thought I, I was thinking Drew pinned Roman. I was thinking maybe that, but maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm wrong. And finally, in the news, not really newsy, but it was an interview that caught my attention. So I'm going to going to pull a Sam Kinnison from Back to School classic Rodney Dangerfield, and ask, "Is she right?" Becky Lynch put over the raw women's division in an interview this week as being the best in the world. When asked if the competition from AEW makes the WWE women work harder. She said, I wish I could say yes, but unfortunately I don't think they're represented the way that we are. They don't get as much time as we get. And they're not, frankly, they're not as good as we are. We have certainly on raw. We have the best women's division in the world, in the world. And I say that without any hesitation in my voice, we have the best women's division in the world. So, counselor, is she right?
0: Boy, um I guess on no, she's not. Um, there, there are certain nice talents in there. Becky's a nice talent, Sasha's a nice talent, um, Bianca's a nice talent.
1: Asuka, uh, Bailey, yeah.
0: Asuka, Bailey, all, all very talented. Um, they have not been doing ring work at on par with AEW's women's ring work um uh, and, and, okay well no okay l- l- hold on here i'm not saying the red velvets in the sky blues of the world hawkins right, right no okay. no 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 i right. i i i i'm not talking about jade car crash i'm talking about
1: <laughs> oh, no you did not call her that
0: oh no oh, don't, oh i'm sorry her last name's uh it's uh it's Carjel. um yeah Ker- kerbal yeah yeah it's just, she's great i love her i love no she's really good <laughs> oh. um yeah, yeah, no no, she's really
1: good. Oh Hawkinson. my yeah. god, Chris. Okay, continue. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I'm talking about the Britt Bakers and I'm talking about the Hikaru Shidas and uh Serena Deeb. Um these yes. are all really really good wrestlers. Um and, and like Nyla can theoretically be in the mix with any of those other three and have a good match too. Yes. Um yeah, but like no, like they have they have very good wrestlers on AEW's roster. Um the the issue is in the lower mid card. It's the, yes, it's the sky blues. It's the um, if you're red velvet.
1: If you're taking the aggregate average of the entire division type of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, to that point, uh, it, and then it's a little bit of an apples and apples thing. Cause it's not like maybe we should be talking about the AEW women's division as the dynamite division. And then like what you see on dark and rampage. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like because that's honestly probably a fairer division of like Raw um, versus because I mean, she's like looking at Raw. She's not like, let's say, scoring all of NXT here where uh, there's some serious shakiness, um, you know, and, and even it's it's not like SmackDown's got this amazing roster of women and, and more importantly than all of that. It doesn't really matter how good the talent is on the roster. Like I love Oscar. Yes. You know I love Asuka. Oh, yeah. She hasn't had a good, interesting match, and I'm not just saying because of the injuries. She hasn't had a good, interesting match in a long time.
1: Yes, because she It's been,
0: been a re- Yeah. <laughs> well, but no, it's, been, it's not just because she's been injured. It's because the WWE match style was boring.
1: Yes because all she's done is hip checks for the them
0: but part. i'm sorry serena deep and hikaru she had a much more interesting match this week on dynamite than anything i've seen on wwe television in a long time and i'm not saying that the sheeta deep match is like my favorite match of, of, of all time or anything between them i even i, I will, it was I will, it was good I will uh, but what, it was better well, than what wwe does
1: yes i'll tell you why she's a little bit right and she's a little bit wrong um best women's division in the world stardom would like a word even impact might like a word on the state side don't get me wrong i mean the top of that eight top of that impact women's division is pretty damn fantastic if we're comparing top to top to top i think raw is a very good women's division i think AEW is now now with Tony storm in the mix it has a nice top tier to their women's division i think she's right in this respect the interview segments with the women on Raw, despite being cartoony and buffoonish at times, and you know the the arena speak, which I think kills a lot of interviews and and the character stuff, they at least get a chance to go out there and do that stuff. This interview segment again, we had another Jamie hater. Tony Storm, this time we're adding Ruby Riott in there and and Britt Baker thing with Tony Schiavone was horrible. It was death. And if they want to build up the women for the women's Owen tournament here and make it mean something, 30 seconds into the camera would do a lot more good than these women hate each other and are fighting backstage, but they can't fight each other because they've agreed to no physicality and they're making jokes about catering which i think is death in a wrestling program right now. They don't get to cut great promos, but i did like like i liked the the deeb video promo. Do more of that with these women because i think they've squandered a bit of tony storm doing these comedic She's just she just sulks and walks away.
0: Yeah, I I love you know when assessing the AEW women's roster, it's even stronger than I sort of gave it credit for. You have Tony and Ruby Riot on this roster too. Like this is
1: uh, yeah, Becky and Becky put Becky put over Ruby Riot a few sentences later, and then
0: yeah, yeah. I, I I mean and then like yeah, okay, so the the WWE women do get more mic time, but then like also like. Look at these characters. Like, yes. what Like what like is the Becky this Lynch Becky Lynch, Lynch character? character. It's, it's
1: yeah. It's just, I mean, I get that she's doing like Paramore cosplay or whatever, but it's like she has become the the female Seth. I mean, and it's and it's not even it's not even arguable. I don't think it's like how weird can I go, and still get away with it type of thing. I I just it's. I did not, we're we're getting to Lazy River right no, now. No, but like, like
0: Seth and Becky both feel like characters very much for their own amusement rather yes. than actual wrestling characters yes. that are designed to really draw meaningful heat.
1: Yes, and they're playing it big because Vince loves that type of stuff. But man, I hated this Becky promo. And I love Becky. I think she has some acting chops not not as much as people have given her credit for because she you know she took a couple acting classes at columbia college in chicago and people thought she was a theater person i'm not going that far but uh yeah i i just i (laughs) oscar god bless oscar oscar number one looks like she's having the time of her life whenever she's out there but the flick of the nose the one thing i did like about that uh was was the was the attempts at at violence right afterwards where where oscar ducks her and then tries to do the spinning back fist and becky gets out of there real quick i thought that was cool i thought as opposed to becky being you know completely coward or oscar getting beat up there it l- both looked like okay we're dropping the facades and we're gonna try and fight now and then they did but it's like it's interesting to me i i, I look i'm here for a becky oscar match any day of the week
0: yeah, the the Becky Oscar match will be fine. I, I The it, Bill's going
1: to be dreadful. the, the
0: Bill no, it, it it's cartoon villain versus cartoon Asuka.
1: Yeah, let's let's clean up Asuka with the, cuz the green face paint the goo was part of the whole Kabuki Warriors or heel type thing. But let's let's get back to Oscar, you know, having some normal makeup on or Uh,
0: yeah i think they're uh, they are just very into the idea of oscar has the mist like the psycho
1: clown thing that you used to do the zombie clown thing yeah yeah but that was more of a heel thing so that's it for the news we now with no sponsor get into the lazy river whatever we watched over the week be it classic wrestling new wrestling something that caught our eye what have you goes here Uh, I will start with a quick one and then throw it to Chris because I just over-talked in that last part. But uh, I I re-watched Battle of the Belts and I didn't bring this up during the the, uh, Lazy River last weekend. So I'm going to bring it up now. This Satnam guy from India that they have, he has something. I'm not saying he's going to be a great wrestler, but in terms of giants and personality, what he did on Saturday... Last Saturday, completely, or two Saturdays ago now, I guess, completely made up for the terrible debut that, that he had on, 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 the, uh, on the Dynamite after Samoa Joe beat Minoru Suzuki. He has some acting chops here, more so than any other guy other than maybe Paul White and maybe W. Morrissey, although Morrissey's still growing a bit, but Satnam had something there. I don't know if you got to watch Battle of the Belts or not.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I actually caught the satin thing. I think I saw part of I I, I think I watched I did watch some of it, but I don't I mean know they that they
1: it. killed Jonathan Gresham at that jump <laughs> yeah, solving okay. him from his knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing yeah. that.
3: What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. And I just want to let you know about a brand new sponsor we have for the network. It's Eufy. And let me tell you a little bit about their newest product, the Eufy Video Smart
0: Um, yeah, uh, the the other person, I guess, kind of along similar lines, uh, who, who stuck out to me this week is Nick Camarado. Okay. Um, I think that they're misusing this guy. Um, he's got size. He's in great shape. Um, he's got the intimidation factor. And like, I, I think he's just really lost in the mix here in the factory. Like this is a guy I think needs a, a more meaningful monster mid card push.
1: I don't disagree with you, but I think they did a lot to protect him in some ways in that six-man versus the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. They they sacrificed him to get Wardlow over, and that's fine. In this one, he was getting as good an offense in, and it was doing as little damage to him for a big guy. They kind of are starting to do a slow rebuild on him here, so I'm kind of hopeful. But, yes, he is – I mean, dude, everything about him just screams – that, that if he if he can go in the ring, he could be a presence here.
0: He's got the look. He's got the yeah. classic intimidating heel face. I mean, he's got a face that is never turned baby face. Sort of, you know, like like this, it's kind of this like,
1: guy would have been the number one heel in world class. Yeah, he'd have been a Skandar Ak- he'd been in Scandar Akbar's army or the the court or was it uh, Demol or demolition incorporate i think that was or the demo yeah something like that yeah. whatever he was calling it and uh yeah he would have been one of skandar akbar's uh island of Mis- yeah he has a little john nord slash bruiser brody, brody type yep type of thing going with him i completely agree
0: yeah and, and just i mean it there are big guys there are tall guys but there's a way that you fill out the frame and Camarados got that. Like yeah. he yeah, he he just fills out the frame in a way that really speaks to physical intimidation. I thought the pairing of him and Yuta was good. Um, the actual mat, the match that we're kind of referencing or talking around here. Um, I thought the end where Yuta, like beats him by like reversing the stampede and just using like a bunch of elbows to get a pin was like weird and like clunky and I didn't love it. Okay. But I, I get I get what they're trying to do with Yuta.
1: Yeah, they're trying no. to toughen him up. They're trying to make yeah, him
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. For from sure. a
1: high flyer to more of a uh, uh, quote unquote technician slash brawler. But uh, it is your turn on the uh, lazy river, sir.
0: Um. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit then about. I guess let's go ahead and do it. Let's do the ladder match here. Um. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Sammy Guevara uh ends up uh going up against Scorpio Sky here. Scorpio Sky defeats Sammy Guevara to get his uh his TNT title back here. Um I it's just so weird to see people aligned with Dan Lambert <laughs> get turned into baby faces and have Dan Lambert serve as like a baby face role. And cuz Lambert even seems somewhat uncomfortable doing this. Like yes. it's 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 just I I mean like, it's weird. It's like, it's weird to see this, you know, this guy, this 50 year old man comes in and starts berating this woman. And like, then she kicks him and and the crowd's like, no, that was horrible. How could you? It's like, like, you know, poor Dan think- Lambert's this sweet old man. <laughs>
1: well there's bad and there's worse it's like we don't like you but we hate her <laughs> so
0: yeah I just, yeah i i know I, it, it's just like I, I, he's such I a natural heel energy Yeah. Yes. yes
1: uh and and you got that in the post show or post match as well when uh kazarian comes in and then he and uh scorpio sky kind of you know embrace and 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 then page and, and lambert are just like appalled by this in, in every way Uh, I had a couple of problems with this one and most of them go to the barbed wire spots, which weren't really barbed wire. There was wire there. Don't know if there were any barbs on that thing. And look, I don't mind that. I don't mind guys not getting cut up for my personal entertainment on a weekly TV show, but you did three of these spots where guys get thrown in the barbed wire and they're right back up. The the
0: one with Guevara going yes. off the ladder, landing into another ladder, and then still needing to do like a showy springboard thing to make it. No, I'm sorry, that should have been the end of the match.
1: We're running short on time, guys. I gotta get my last spot. And no, no, just just have it. Just lay
0: down after yes. you hit the after the barbed wire ladder. That's like the gimmick super weapon. It's the gun in the cer- The forbidden gun was the barbed Chekhov's wire ladder. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the And once that came out that needed to be the weapon that delivered the fatal blow to whoever received it. Yes. That, that, that's the whole reason you bring out that gimmicked ladder. It's the only function it has in life.
1: There There's part of them that just thinks we got to do a lot here. So we have to add and, 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 and when you have everything you need, right in front of you, like the complaint with the dog collar match that I had at, at, uh, was it all out? Was that the name of it? What am I thinking of? What's the name of the paper, last pay-per-view? I can't remember it. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was revolution. I think that, that yeah. was the dog. Double collar or nothing. Is a, double or nothing. Thing. No, double or nothing's Vegas.
0: Okay. My yeah. bad. <laughs> I know nothing.
1: Well, it's like, it's not as easy for me to remember these things because it's modern as opposed to Stargate great American bash. Um, but in that, in that dog collar match, we both complain. Look, the dog collar is the thing that you need to get over here. And when you bring in thumbtacks along with the dog collar, it takes away from the actual dog collar part. And they do this a lot in all these types of street fights and other things like that. Like uh, we'll get it. We might get into the street fight a little bit later, but it was just like, okay, a barbed wire ladder. You did that for Philly for ECW. I get that. I get it. But, you know, if it's not going to do any damage, then of what use is it? quite frankly, as you said, your finisher, it should be, okay, one shot with this, you land on the barbed wire. That's the end of the match right there to put over that this barbed wire has killed this guy type of thing. But no, 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 we have, we have another spot we have to do right here. It was just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I I, I mean, I just, I felt like this latter match lacked a certain level of intensity. I thought the barbed wire thing was really contrived and not really earned. And then I, for me, the title change off of Guevara back to Scorpio Sky, I don't know that it helps Scorpio Sky, and I don't know that it helps Guevara.
1: I get uh, that. I get. Yeah. No, y- your argument is correct there in some ways. I'm going to defend this now because it's obvious that this is the path. The path is this is going to be the TV championship where anybody can win it on any given week it's not going to necessarily build up people in long title reigns. I don't necessarily agree with it, per se, but if they're going to do this, it might. If they do it correctly, the mid-card is a morass of 50-50 booking right now in many, many ways. It could heat up that mid-card where it's like, okay, this is the week where Andrade is going to fight Scorpio Sky well then Andrade gets the title and maybe it helps give him a little bit of a boost from taking the losses from Darby etc cetera, etc cetera. that's the way it could be good if it's a uh, you don't know week to week when this title is going to change
0: hands yeah I, so on that front like if this is a move for the title as in like like we have a vision for the title. I'm not convinced of this, by the way. Um, i not either. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to have a real trust in booking in order this, to kind of this buy is a, into this.
1: Is a lawyer who's representing a client that he doesn't necessarily uh, believe it, it, is innocent.
0: It, it That's does what not I'm doing. Have, yeah, right, yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally understand here. Um, no, like, like assuming that it is that. I mean, I do like the injection of something on every show where you don't know where the outcome is, is not something you can feel with like a strong degree of confidence, yes. even as an informed watcher. Um, I like that. I, I, I just I mean, again, I, and I like surprises. I just think if you're going to do surprises, they need to be in ways that like, I can look back retroactively and go, okay, I was surprised. Now looking back, it makes sense. And I think like, like I just feel some sort of trust in where this is going to go. I mean, I think what we're doing is we're going to ultimately be kicking Scorpio sky out of American top team. Um, I, like I think like Lambert, Lambert and page and all of them are going to be eyes of scants on that. Th-
1: do you think Kazarian joins them?
0: I'd oh, be interesting that like maybe Lambert makes Kazarian join
1: or, or we put SCU either with Lambert or we re- rebrand them as these two. And we put them in the tag division, which is, you know, fairly bloated.
0: Yeah. And, and like, I mean, I don't, does SCU being back in the tag division really help, like, say, let's say, Jurassic Express? No. No. Um, and even if it was back on FTR or whatever, don't get me wrong, I'm sure SCU versus FTR would be a lit match, but oh, yeah. I, it's it's not going to be like a primo feud where, like, the promos, like, talk us into... It's just it's something that you and I would go, like, well, yeah, this is going to be a great match. Like, like shut up and just watch. But, like, it's, it's just not... A- SCU is a good team that doesn't move a needle in terms Correct. of storylines like that because, like Kazarian and Scorpio, they just aren't those type of guys.
1: I am going to go to RAW real quick, okay? Because we've had not a lot of WWE content on this show, and it's it's just going to become an AEW show, eh, maybe. That first hour of RAW was dreadful, man. <laughs> I just I I could I couldn't even get past it. We we've had. And the problem isn't the wrestling or the talent necessarily. It's how they're presented. And again, if you're going to treat wrestling as a television show, as I do, when I, when I analyze these things, character consistency is kind of important to me. And in this, in this first hour and a half or so we had Carmela and Zelina reunited as a tag team after they broke them up to get Carmela on her honeymoon. All of a sudden, we had this 24-7 just, mar- although Tamina, sneaky funny. Like her a lot. Tazawa sneaky funny. Like him a lot. Like everybody in here. Just, just don't like it. And then uh, Chapa is now a heel after being introduced as a babyface two weeks ago with no rhyme or reason to it. And I'm just like, I get that they have FU money, but it feels like, I mean, I don't know if the time between now and SummerSlam... Is going to be silly season or not? I know that the time between now and Backlash is kind of replaying the hits because WrestleMania Backlash is just we're going to run back all these matches for for WrestleMania again. We had the arm wrestling segment as well, which you know, arm wrestling segments and wrestling go hand in hand in my childhood. Um, but like,
0: let's talk about this main event Ezekiel character. Yeah, like, like this is this character yes. sucks. He's horrible. <laughs> it is it is taking a creator wrestler. Who has no personality, and in so far as he has any personality at all, it is Ezekiel. Right, it's by referencing the fact that he is, but also is not Elias. Like yes. the, the the most personality this guy has is his reference to "I hate interrupting people," which is a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Say no more about how Elias used to come out yes. and interrupt people. This character sucks, and okay. is as self indulgent as Seth Rollins. Yes. And Becky Lynch are and their characters entirely for themselves and maybe one seventy year old man in the back, seventy five year old man in the back who needs to you know consider other jobs. Um, Ezekiel's worse. Like he is, a, he's not even amusing to the performer who's doing it. <laughs> the only person amused by this Ezekiel antic is slightly Kevin Owens, who's just having fun, like, trying to do a straight man to this, like, absurd gimmick. And then, obviously, Vince McMahon. He's the only one who finds this shit funny.
1: <laughs> yes. He's the only one who finds it funny, but I'm going to say something to you, Chris. It's going to tick you off. It's getting over. The Ezekiel character, for right now, being teamed with all these other... And, and, it's, and it's mostly a product of the people he's there with. Right. He's no,
0: because just... it has nothing to do with the ring work. That, I yeah. mean, that's, that's where the... He's not... Beyond everything else, Hawkins, the guy's not a good babyface. He doesn't move very fast. He doesn't, he doesn't have do a very the
1: fire up very well. He
0: doesn't have good dynamic offense. Like he's just very poor at being this white meat babyface. I think you know babyface Elias works, but babyface Elias works and like because. Babyface Elias essentially gets to work at a heels cadence being too cool for school and sort of like out cooling the heel that he's up against. Um, this is white meat Babyface Ezekiel, who's supposed to be house of fire, Marty Jannetty sort of energy. And this guy does not have, and I'm not talking about like bad Marty Jannetty. I'm talking like peak high energy, Marty Jannetty energy. This guy doesn't have it. He
1: has, it's funny to me because he's, he's, He looks great, though. I mean, in terms of his body and being in shape. Well, so did Gennady. Well, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Not not to this point. This guy looks like bodybuilder dad, unfortunately, though, because he doesn't look like the younger brother. He looks like the older brother of Elias. And the reason they changed up his look, I guess, from what I've been told, I don't know if this is true or not, is that he looked too much like Randy Savage when he was Elias. And now they're dressing him up in Ultimate Warrior cosplay. And he's, and he, and he's the ultimate boreer. He's not the ultimate warrior. He's just, he has the tassels on. He looks jacked to the gills. He looks like he could do the whole rope shaking thing, but he's not. I'm trying to come up
0: with like a Kerry Von Eric, but boring pun.
1: Cause he kind of has oh, that energy. Oh, Kerry too. Von Eric was boring enough too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that. Oh, okay. I got it for you. He's the Texas Bore NATO. <laughs> Barry von eric uh he's just because carrie look carrie was over but he was i mean and he had good matches in world class and then he got to wwf and of course he had the foot thing and he can only do a limited amount
0: oh you know what's funny though is now that you know about the foot thing go back and watch some of those matches he's actually
1: doing some pretty incredible work for a guy on one foot no yes if if you if you if you do it on a curve he's doing some incredible work I, just not the most charismatic fellow in the world is <laughs> this Von Eric uh yeah uh but <laughs> the ultimate warrior and Texas bornado uh let's get the puns going here yeah it, it is what it is but it's just like yeah and, and I'm. I didn't. I didn't even watch NXT to be honest with you. So when. when Oh, uh, I
0: did. Uh, Yeah. No. 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 Uh, Now. now it's your uh, turn. Let's talk about Trash Legend here. Uh,
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, I did see highlights from this though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, No. No. uh, (laughs) Trash
1: Trash Legend. legend. Come on. Be nice. You've already said car wreck.
0: No, I said car crash. I called her Jade. I called her Jade. Car crash.
1: Come on, man. And then Kerbal, And then Kerjul. Don't Russo this show for me, man. Don't no but lash like legend
0: <laughs> lash legend and nikita lions continue to oh. be awful both on the <laughs> microphone and in the ring like like in the nikita Lyons thing it just it, it she's a look and that's all i yes. like. they did it's all and they just don't know what the hell they're doing with it after that
1: and the thirsty people in my dm's go did you see Nikita Ly- i go number one blonde's not my thing but the thirsty men who love Nikita Lions is is kind of might be enough at this point. Chris.
0: It might it, it might be enough for a minute here, but like, I yeah. mean, if any if anything, Lash is sort of like the the cautionary tale here, right? Like, if if the thirst stops, yeah, and you still can't wrestle and you still can't talk, you're Lash Legend.
1: Disappointed that they beat Roxy this early in yeah i mean
0: she's looking good though i, I she mean does. she does yeah, i, mean, I she, was shocked she, 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 by how good she looked here yeah she she's got it um i i i well, love valentina for and Ulisa Leon. i just okay. like they're great characters i like they've got good charisma um valentina in particular uh, i think really let, has it
1: let me let me backtrack that it's not that roxanne perez or whatever the name is right now is not a good worker or anything like that it's that those things aren't generally rewarded necessarily nope, until nope. you've already been broken down and things like that. So she's she's good in in black and gold NXT. She would be having a, a takeover match that would blow the doors off.
0: Yeah, that's a shame, right? Like like Roxanne against Sasha would be having an unbelievable takeover match. Kaylee Ray. any, uh,
1: of, like those any women. of
0: those women understand who Roxanne is, uh, would would take care of her in the ring, make her look great and stuff. And it's not that the the out the outing with JC Jane, like JC was like you know, trying to like overwork her or anything like that, but JC's still on the come up. So she's not there to She's not there to enhance everyone else. JC's still trying to make her own career her as well. She should be. Um, and, and I thought it was weird having her having her having Roxanne lose to JC, uh, in, in the tag team. Just I, I love JC. I'm not knocking that. I just I thought it was a questionable she's choice.
1: She's the she's the shocking workhorse of that team. Oh right? yeah, she's yeah.
0: uh, She's we saw a match fairly early on where I was like, oh. She's much better, like, initially... She's I, much I, better
1: than Gigi Dolan. I,
0: yeah, right, right. I, You know, I had them all kind of, like, planed at, like, skill level with Mandy slightly below. And now I have, like, like out of 10, like, J.C.'s, like, a 7, Gigi's like, a 5.5, and Mandy's, like, a 4.5 in terms of talent levels. Right. Um. Yeah, like, no, J.C.'s the worker in this group. Um... Yeah, uh, and then and then we have mystical, ooky, spooky Joe
1: Gacy. I, yeah, when I saw Druids, I went, thank God I didn't watch this thing. But we've decided to port all of the Bray Wyatt stuff to Joe Gacy. Are we going to put him in the mask on the main roster? That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping he becomes the new Bray Wyatt. Uh, I mean...
0: <laughs> My, my, the biggest problem here too, is essentially like he tried to give an explanation as to why this character has pivoted.
1: Oh, what was the explanation?
0: Oh, the, the explanation is essentially like none of us listened to his uplifting moral thing. So now he's got <laughs> druids ah, and
1: shit. Like, uh, <laughs> I just turned to the dark side completely. And that bunch of like angry druids at me. Look, it's funny. Like Vince, looking at the books, go, man, that Bray Wyatt was a merch mover. We need a new Bray Wyatt. So they're going to make it into Joe Gacy
0: yeah it, 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 it's just uh, like uh, it's, ah. it's it's goofy uh okay
1: let's so, get out at WWE. i'm so done with with anything WWE. unless you had something that you really wanted to say other than other than the gacy though
0: yeah man i'm just like god no I, nxt i mean i i feel bad for nathan fraser having to like yeah. step into this mess because yeah. uh, nxt black and gold it, it, it's 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 for nobody. It's it's not an enjoyable watch. Like the Tony D'Angelo character sucks. Von Wagner's character sucks. Last Legends character sucks. Nikita Lyons character sucks. Um, insofar as there are good wrestlers and even good stuff, it happens sort of in spite of the overall vibe. Like you like Valentina and Ulisa, you don't have any hope that from week to week they're gonna be handled with any degree of uh precision or care because you see Casey Katnazzaro, now Katana Chance. And Caden Carter, um, and like they're sort of Nowhere'sville sort of characters. I yeah, I, I just this is a show for nobody. Um, <laughs> so does that does that bring us back to what AEW?
1: Yeah, back to back to Dynamite, and I'll I'll Here. go because now I want to talk Cash and Dax. I thought it was a good match. A few things though, bothered me just a little bit, and this is this is me talking about children I care about very very much, Chris. So. This is said with love uh, in, in terms of this entire dynamite show. It felt like everything was at one level in terms of matches. And I include this one as well in terms of bringing up intensity levels in the match. Do you, do you disagree with that or not? I mean, the street fight, the ladder match, they were all very well-worked clean types of matches, but it felt a little formulaic for dynamite, to be honest with you.
0: Yes. It, I think a lot of the STIP matches have started... The problem with the STIP matches is they're starting to have the TNA thing where it's like a STIP match for the sake of having a STIP match because we think a STIP match will be more entertaining for the viewers than a non-STIP match. But have we really earned the STIP? And do people care about the stipulation or do they just want hyper violence?
1: Yeah. That... I was a little bothered by commentary to be honest with you telling me how great of a match it was like five minutes in and continuing to hammer on that thing where i want to be the one to decide if it's a great match or not i it it really annoyed me at some point where they're just talking about man what a great match what a great match what a great match and also i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this up as well because while i i was very hyped for this match it made no sense in kayfabe it didn't you want two tag team partners to fight each other because they like owen Hart. i get it but what is the point of the owen tournament there are no stakes to this owen tournament that have been established yet so having two two guys who liked a guy do it as a tribute that is that is fanboy wrestling stuff that breaks the fourth wall and i think it's bad for wrestling mostly. I, I do.
0: No, I, my big problem with this Owen Hart tournament has been, it's just like, don't get me wrong. I love Owen. Owen's like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But it's not enough to just be like, I want to win this tournament because Owen's awesome. Uh, th- and there needs to be, a, uh, like like all tournaments in like any sport have some sort of weight to them. Like uh, winning the tournament means something for either a future opportunity or, or is in and of itself an accomplishment where, like, you get like the annual trophy or something like that. Like, you are the Owen Hart ring. Ba- you know, the, like I, I, I get they can't do King of the Ring, but like you know, some sort of thing like the the Ring King or something. You know, like like it means something and like being Ring King or whatever it is. Yeah, well, like King it titles.
1: King and tells you to a title shot. Yeah, well, King of the Ring was originally just to get Harley a race over. To be honest with you, at some or at least to no, try no, to.
0: I, I, I get, I get that. I'm not, I'm not. What I'm saying is that, like, if you're gonna have a tournament like that, it's got it, it in, in in a promotion. It needs to have some sort of opportunity stakes to it or a major. I guess the other way of doing this would be you have it as a million dollar prize. Like if you don't want to actually, I mean, this is a narrative cop out, but if you don't want to actually associate like the top title or even the mid card title, God help us that TNT title ever get involved in this. Um, like Then you make it a million dollar tournament. And so the reason Dax and Cash are fighting, even though they are best friends and tag team partners or whatever, is that a million dollars is a lot of fun. Freaking money. Yes. And both these men have families and they both understand and respect that like winning the money would be good for their families. Um, uh, And so they're going to go out there and try to win. And maybe they even have like yeah. a gentleman's deal where like, you know they'll split a little bit of the purse with the other one. You know what I mean? Like, like, like something. You, it doesn't. It doesn't require massive amounts of narrative lift, but it does require a little bit. Well,
1: uh, my my other host on the uh, on the Di- on the Dynamite Show over on Fight Game Media had a brilliant idea. I thought, and I'll, I'll get to it in a sec. But yes, it used to be. Yeah, uh, you you put a single a ta- tag team guy in these types of tournaments, and you'd be wondering can he wrestle like this? And then sometimes tag team partners would have to wrestle each other, and you'd wonder about that, and there'd be that intrigue. But really, I don't know if they've decided if they're going to break off FTR from the Pinnacle or not, because they've CM Punk kept mentioning, you know, who he was who they were associated with, even though it looked like they had a bit of a blow up there. I think they could always go back to FTR being in the Pinnacle. Now, if they were going to choose not to, the thing to do here would have been to have a story as opposed to the tribute type of thing. You could you could have done the videos and vignettes after it was announced. But MJF goes, hey, guys, good news. I got you both in the Owen tournament, man. Oh, great. Thanks a lot. Blah, 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 blah. Bad news is you're fighting each other. See ya. Bye. Boom. Instant story. Instant connection to the rest of the television. And
0: and then you can cut during the match to Spears and MJF really amused watching these two guys fight during the match. And at the end of it, MJF can act like he cares and stuff again, but you've now established that like MJF's a little sneaky prick.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Be way more
0: a, a sneaky prick who enjoys tormenting these two guys, and like the question is now, how long will it be before Dax and Cash finally put it together that MJF has been trying to pull the strings on both of them?
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was a fine match. It just didn't it didn't get. It didn't go to that next. I would have also I, liked to have seen. It, Ca- it, I would have liked to it, seen Cash it, been upset for losing. That's the other. Thing.
0: It was. It was a fine tribute to the Hearts, but yes, it was. It, it wasn't was, an FTR match. It was no, it, it, match. and it wasn't even as good as like WrestleMania. I mean, the problem with the problem with an impression or a copy of something tribute it,
1: spots is what you are looking,
0: looking for. Well, yeah, tribute spots. But like, I, I was thinking like a quote. Like, uh, the, the quote is like a copy of a beautiful thing is inherently an ugly thing. And I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far for like, you know, tribute spots and stuff like that. But I do think it speaks to the burden that tribute spots and that sort of thing are always going up against. Yes. That, That there is an uphill slog where, uh, another analogy to this or another weird sort of way of getting into this convo would be like it's the ghostbusters theme song versus huey lewis and the news is i want a new drug if you are going to make a copy of something you have to add something else into the mix that makes it better and meaningfully yes. better get, and, and in the case re- real, real, me- quickly, real okay. quickly in the case of ghostbusters for those who are not because you know what i'm getting with, yes. going with this but for those of you who aren't familiar what makes ghostbusters better than i want a new drug by hugh Lewis in the news i am afraid to know ghost that whole section is completely different I want a new drug I mean like they went to court over this this is like a plagiarism lawsuit and it's a textbook case of like riff plagiarism but the Ray Parker Jr. version has a completely different section in it that is frankly more interesting than anything that Huey Lewis and the News come up with for their chorus um they do something different and something better And, and for me this FTR match was basically just playing I want a new drug but doing it instead of A minor in B
1: yeah i'll go even more recent the batman the latest one that just went on hbo max to me is entirely derivative of seven and zodiac both of which are better movies and it didn't really add anything new or different to the batman mythos so i found it dull i know a lot of people liked it i found it kind of dull at times like the first hour and a half and i liked colin farrell doing his robert De Niro impression that was nice as the penguin but yeah uh I am also here by the way, just, just to go back into the wrestling. I am here for William Morrissey on, on impact next or a non impact on, on dynamite next week. If it is him, if it's not a swerve for Enzo and I think Enzo might show up and get a powerbomb symphony, but Morrissey in impact. And I've been watching a little bit of impact. I'm thinking about adding that to mine and replacing with replacing NXT with impact because they're doing some really good work over there. And they have some really good people like Macklin and, uh, Speedball Bailey was really good at Rebellion this last weekend, and 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 Josh Alexander is just fantastic as usual. But Morrissey has gotten his crap together. He has cleaned up. He has done the work, and he has improved greatly. Am I saying he's great? No, but has he improved? Hell yes. Since he's been Big Cass,
0: and, and there's always been this potential with uh the former Big cast here of a guy who can talk, who has. A pretty good looking physique, little tiny head, but like a good looking physique, um, and is a personality. And if he actually has all his act together now, um, would be real interesting. I mean, look, um, Enzo, I think has toxified and poisoned the well forever. Um, I think there are some people, I, and I would put myself in this, who are maybe never interested in seeing Enzo more again. They kind of have that Chris Jericho go away sort of energy for me. Um, but like when you think about on mic personalities of the last decade who were like actually like nascent up and coming stars, Enzo does really stick out as like a guy who had like an amazing can connection. Or crowd yeah. connection.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna be interested to see how the uh how the how the dynamite uh audience reacts to him. Uh, that's that's gonna be a very telltale sign as to whether or not he has a place to jump after his impact
0: uh i, I will tell you if if enzo comes out and he uh, like or if I mean, if it is enzo when he comes out and he gets nuclear heat i don't know that might
1: be a place for him to go well, too. I, 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 yeah. I was saying there was gonna be an enzo spot for him to uh to, to to try and interfere and end up getting power bombed in some way because they've they've done that kind of thing at ring of honor or maybe you know but but their working deal with impact is their working deal with impact and enzo has nothing to do with that i could just see I could just see a powerbomb symphony on Enzo being a little bit easier while you save a big Wardlow-Morrissey match for later because Spears was on uh, Dark or whatever it was talking that this guy is pinnacle material. So Morrissey might be someone to consider because I thought it was going to be Brian Cage and I was just ready to groan, to be honest with you. (laughs) But Morrissey in a heel stable, being able to do heel things would be intriguing to me in, in Dynamite in terms of the talent they have there. And things like that, although they have a lot of big guys there now, they may not need him. So, and I, I was just looking, yeah, I think an Enzo heat spot one time for that crowd, which would hate Enzo, might be worth it to help get get Wardlow over.
0: Uh, I'm not for nothing. If you really want to get him nuclear real fast, have like Enzo come out and dog talk a popular woman like Sheeta or something, like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking <laughs> yeah. of which, what the hell was Sheeta wearing in that ma- in that street fight match? Because I just I think this is inappropriate for a fight. I just
0: yes, no. I mean, like, I feel like Sheeta has been copying a little bit of the look of Tifa from Final Fantasy 7 for a while here. Okay, and, and but like, like sort of loosely, um, and I kind of felt like that that was sort of where that was going.
1: Can I bring up a difficult question? Sure, perhaps white. Top water spot. Yeah. This was on purpose, correct? To titillate a little bit, maybe?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And.
1: we know that this <laughs> this industry is based on sex and and cosmetic you know but the problem stuff. with that though is that it's that match <laughs> that match wasn't
0: right what that match to me was about was serena deep showing off a really good looking black eye at the end of it oh god yes no for real no like like to me the whole point of the match is establishing that these two women are tough they're tougher than you you the straight man who sits at home and like i right, I know stuff about being a man. like these women are tougher than you and like that to me <laughs> that to me is supposed to be the point is that what i'm doing at home <laughs>
1: It's kind of weird. No,
0: uh, You're on your incel message boards or whatever. Yeah, incel yeah, yeah.
1: message boards? Yes, F yes. off.
0: Yes. Well, not you, but you know. Okay. Like, I
1: thought I'll, you were talking about me. Not
0: <laughs> you specifically. I, I don't know. Maybe you got off of those. You're, you know, you're no longer Oh, I got enough.
1: off of those. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Those. yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Well, there you go. Unless, uh, you, but, can, unless
1: you count F4W, but I don't. Uh, <laughs>
0: I'll leave the door open. Oh, uh, no, let's
1: not. <laughs> Maybe a mod there uh anything else on the uh lazy river because i have nothing
0: um no i i don't i don't it, it wwe has made it very easy to not talk about ae or wwe very much
1: yeah like, I, I flipped off wwe and decided to go back into my snooker gordy watch from georgia right, like one. it's
0: it's just very like Okay, if Finn Bauer had a match against Damian Priest, and I feel like maybe a year and a half ago, we would actually have, like, minutes to talk. And, like, not talk about for, like, an extent, like, the time, but we might talk about, it, like, a little bit. But, like, it really, I mean, it just meant nothing. Um, Like, so much of the WWE stuff from week to week, The Miz versus Mustafa Ali, the actual match meant nothing. The only thing that matters is, like, Chompa turned heel at the end of it.
1: Yeah, well, uh, interesting enough, Ali was originally in the early drafts, scheduled to lose that match against the Miz, which would be even worse to be honest with you no
0: yeah especially because like the Miz's character on wwe television is that like he can't actually wrestle like that's kind of like, no yes. that's like that's the character yeah i'm not saying like the guy's like a, the worst wrestler in the world like literally like, the character is like this guy isn't a good wrestler he thinks he's I'm like here,
1: a, i'm here to be a tv host not a right, wrestler
0: right yeah he, like this is yeah, it i'm here to be a talker yep <laughs> um and and, and Sonia Deville, I love Sonia, but like this whatever yeah. she's doing just isn't working.
1: Yeah, I I, I and I, d- I just don't want I don't want heel authority figures. I just
0: uh, it gets I'm back to the whole them. thing we talked about where it's like yeah, this is a very talented women's roster. Um Bailey, Sasha, Asuka, uh Bianca, Sonia Deville. Um a lot of very good wrestlers on this roster all of whom have characters that stink.
1: Yes, I would agree. And with that, We'll call it a week so i can go cook my steak <laughs> this has been shake the rump's you can follow me at crap game 13 you follow chris at dwatg then just follow the show at shake the rump's all one word plugs for me every wednesday i'm on the fight game media network directly after dynamite or about 20 minutes after we record uh with paul fontaine called the dynamite show it goes up about an hour after dynamite's finished you can get that on patreon patreon.com slash fight game media chris also does another podcast concerning politics it's called don't worry about the government
0: yeah don't worry about the government you should be out with another episode here at some point i wrote a slate um you can go check out the last episode which is on like ukraine and the oscars and that sort of thing so a little old but you can go check it out over patreon.com slash dwatg we'll be back talking about musk and twitter talking about uh the midterm elections what else i got on here um gerontocracy and the american government Uh, And the case for peacekeeping forces in Ukraine. You can check that all out over at Don'tWorry.TV or at Patreon.com slash DWATG.
1: That's a wide swath there, Chris. I cover
0: a wide basis.